Bad in a Podcast, sponsored by Flyro. This podcast is sponsored by Flymo, home of the hover and the only garden brand that my nan will use. Don't bother asking her about the rest. She only wants a Flymo. My nan loves them. My mum and dad love them. I love them. Everything I've had from Flymo is quality, it's affordable, and it's designed to make caring for your garden easy. From the robotic, which will literally just do the work for you, that's my sort of gardening, to the hovers that will literally glide over the grass, cut it for you, sorted. Anything that makes tidying your garden quickly and easily is a win in my book. Now, my nan bought my hover for me about 10 years ago, probably went old school and got it from a shop, and you can do the same. Or you can hit the link in the description, flymo.com. You get free delivery on all orders over 45 quid. You can't ask better than that. Get it delivered. Get that grass cut. Today's podcast is the best bits from last night's show. We are live every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10, on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Anywhere, are we anywhere else? Them, just them places at the moment. If you want to watch, if you want to get involved, if you want to phone in, Monday to Thursdays, 8 till 10. Call in 0742 three, here we go. Uh three seven four five two zero and is a man that knows how to work the the uh, system. I don't know, do I? Is it gonna work? It works, mate. Your shed looks fancy. Oh. I'm calling you on a newer computer. Ah, oh, got ya. It looks good, man. How are you, dude? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good man, I feel I feel really uh, pumped for this Monday. I've been really uh, I've been excited to come on the stream, excited to chat to everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah bit... no, it's good. I, I just need to. I've got you in the background. It's all going so well. Oh, that's better. That's better. Sorry, I had you in the background talking a couple of seconds behind me. No one needs double but, lead. That's for sure. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so how you doing, mate? Sorry, I can hear you properly now. Yeah, good dude. Um, we had Helen on. Did you catch the Helen interview just a minute ago? I did, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, she gave some amazing advice. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that bit about how just uh, don't try and force your kids into doing certain jobs in the garden. Just get them out there, yeah. get them interested. Yeah. And I love the bit about, you know, don't get too precious about how if they're going to step on stuff or if they're going to break stuff i mean when my little boy goes out into the garden he um he likes making num nums which is like bowls of sort of food so he'll pull petals off roses that have gone over now initially we were like oh no don't pull the petals off but it's like well just kind of let him let him go and explore and find obviously you point out the spiky plants you point out the plants that are going to hurt him and all that sort of thing um but but that's what he likes to do and he um he, he's really getting into insects. I mean, I, I am scared of spiders, okay? But he will go out in the morning and he'll go and find spiders and he'll, and he'll catch them uh, and put them in a little bowl and we have to explain to him that you can keep them there for a little bit and then you've got to let him go and get some breakfast and let him go and find some 
Um, otherwise, he'd just have a a shed full of desiccated insects. <laughs> Which, How old is your son? Um, he's 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 nearly five. Uh, five in fifteenth October. Quite so, uh, yeah, yeah. they're brave at age. He is, yeah, yeah. He's, he's um, yeah, he, he's great. I think he's, um, he's really enjoying the space of the new garden because it's the old garden was much, much bigger. Um, but it also meant, and this is something that Monty Don said, that um, if you're going to build a treehouse, build it closer to the house than you think because the kids want to still be able to engage with their parents. Mm -hmm. You want to build it right at the top of the garden because they're going to just be on their own and and it's actually better to have if you're going to be building forts or dens or tree houses or spaces for the kids mud kitchens things like that have it closer to the house than you, than you think because they want to be able to go and play then engage with the parent again and then you know sort of go and play and have their space on their own but if you put it right at the top of the garden then it's uh, it, it's yeah it, it gets boring for them very quickly yeah they need that um i always say this about that sort of thing that they need that to be able to see you because yeah. I, remember, I remember we used to have Olive's um, playhouse around the corner of the garage. So we used to sit and have a barbecue and have like a little social area. And then she'd just keep coming back and back and forth. And now we've moved um, where her playhouse is and where she plays. As you can see us, she just carries, she just does her, does her thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to um, uh, phone up and explain a couple of the sort of thoughts I've had about interacting with, with my own local school because um, as I think we spoke before the um, the teachers have already realised that my wife and I are horticulturalists and so I think it was last uh, Thursday um, my wife was employed for a couple of hours for her my son's um, reception teacher who has got a much bigger garden now and just wanted a idea of how I do all the jobs when I do them. So that was great. That, that, that was 20 quid that she earned. <laughs> um, but now everybody kind of knows what, what we sort of do. And the things that we are thinking about doing at our school is if you're going to put in a uh, an allotment type area, we know how we've spoken before about how it's relatively easy to get big groups of people in and to get um, sort of sponsors from the local garden centers and things like that. So raised beds, my pecs and bark, very yeah. important around an area where you're going to be doing allotments because the, the raised beds are up enough so the kids can actually look over and see. This is primary school, obviously. Um, and the my pecs and the bark mean there's very little weeding and it stays the same in the future. Um, when we had a look around uh, uh, Monty's new school, they put in these lovely beds and lovely borders. Um, they've even got these like massive crooked house things. Uh, and, you know, we're, 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 we're not in a special school. It's a normal school in a suburban area. And they've had help from the parents before. But due to the six months of lockdown recently, it's got completely overgrown. So every parent that goes and has a look thinks, oh, crikey, this is too much work for me. Um, but they used to have a, 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 a retired gentleman who would come in and, um, you know, just keep on top of the weed and keep on top of things. But because of this six months of lockdown, it's just got absolutely mad. And so it's going to be really hard to get it back to a usable space because it's just so overgrown. Um, there are loads of plants being swamped out. So my thoughts are, I know my pegs is plastic and that's a bit 
bad at the moment but if you can when you're doing gardens when you're doing allotments put down a weed membrane cut through and plant through that yeah. and possibly also um you know if the school has quite a lot of trees and overgrown sort of areas i don't know about this so i'm just throwing it out there maybe um it might be worth the school investing a couple hundred quid in a shredder so you can just shred everything on the site and there's your bark mulch that's true actually. but just a few thoughts um i will keep you updated as the weeks and the, the months go by <laughs> mate. we must get you on for like a longer chat mark chat about this. well yeah yeah definitely whenever you want sorry about the product placement but this is my um office as well <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's so good to hear, like, hear how we're getting on though because like, one of the things I really want to um, at least trial next year like, is something that can be really easily copied by other schools that either don't have the right people to push it like, I think a lot of the people we have on the show and, and on the podcast are amazing, like yourself are amazing at pushing it in that school it's the schools that don't have people like you there to give them more of a structure and to make it as easy as possible to be able to create these areas is um, something I want to do. Yeah, you, you're totally right, mate. You need a template. Um, and um, I, I've been putting out a few feelers to because I'm, I'm a tree and shrub guy. I'm not, not that much into grow your own. I'm not, I've done a lot of grow your own, but I've always done it in season. Yeah. Whereas what schools need is they need the seasons which include two weeks Easter holiday, six weeks summer holiday, six weeks summer holiday, ideally with little pots of stuff that the kids can take home. Yeah. So we've got to really rethink the gardening calendar. Um, so I put out a few feelers. Um, Richard Suggett, if you're listening, if you've got any uh, ideas about how we do this, I'd be gratefully appreciated. I, mean, I can kind of do the basics, but I, like I say, I'm not an expert in, in Grow Your Own. Um, so... Uh, um, that, that I think would be because I mean, obviously, like autumn pumpkins are great things to have because they suppress weeds and they, they grow really easily. Um, you know, but you know, you don't want tomatoes everywhere because ideally, the kids should probably be taking the tomatoes home, yeah, because that's when they're going to need the most amount of care and, and they're not going to see the tomatoes growing if they're still in a greenhouse at school. That somebody's got a water, somebody's got a feed, and all that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we just need to rethink the gardening calendar a little bit, um, but um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Watch this space, mate. Nice one, mate. Um, I'll chat to you later, Mark. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Take care. Bye-bye. There you go, everybody. Mark uh, on the show. Uh, from the awesome uh, Empathy, who, uh, like I said earlier, Jenny, who we on the other week. Jenny was on the show uh, talking about her book, Phoebe and the Bees. And did I mention this earlier? I'm sure I did. But... Um, if you go and buy that book right now, Jenny uh, Jenny's Phoebe and the Bees, um, I think for the, the first 100 books since then sold, might be wrong, but I think it's 100 books, you'll be getting free wildflower seeds that uh, Mark has donated uh, over there. So that's an amazing thing. So happy that we managed to, to link that up. Um, that's all because you guys tuning in and uh, watching. Right. Um, thanks so much, Mark, for calling in. Ho, 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 it's me, Father Christmas. It's very early, but I'm coming very soon in December. 
to deliver all the kitties their presents. And I know exactly what they want. So maybe before it sells out, will it sell out? Probably not. But, but if it does, then you'll be very disappointed. So I'm here to tell you that if you want to get your hands on how to get Kitch Garden with that great skinny jean gardener, then you need to head over to Amazon.co.uk because Christmas is coming and you don't want to miss out on creating fabulous memories in the garden with your family. So, how to get Kitch Garden with the skinny jean gardener? Available right now. Ho, ho, ho! Hello. Uh, hello, caller. Who is this? It's Mr. Suggett. Oh, I thought it was one of those twitchers from last week. Oh, no, very nice. It's only me. Oh, no, I, don't. I knew it was you, mate. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Suggs, did you ever have a uh, a fish or a hamster or anything like that at school that had to be looked after over the six weeks holidays? Yes. Yes, I quite often brought our... Our school hamster home for the week for the weekend or the uh, school holidays. Yeah, mm, yeah. So I, I don't quite see why there's a difference between uh, that and a plant. So true, isn't it? So I mean, I yeah. don't think that happens as much anymore. I think there's something about uh, hamster rights or something which stops them from being kept at school. But um, it used to happen, didn't it? So why can't we do it with plants now? It definitely, definitely did it used to happen. And let's face it, we're not that old, so it, it wasn't that long ago that it used to happen. And let's face it, plant is probably easier to look after than the hamsters and the um, uh, the fish. True, that is that. Um, well, especially with my, especially with my um, history of fish, mate. Yeah, um, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I rest my case actually. That's your block prime example. <laughs> How easy it is to look after a plant than it is to look after a fish. Yeah, true, man. True. Um, anyway, man, how are you doing anyway? Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of a headache, so I've got you on quiet. Oh, okay, sorry, I'll calm it down. Sorry, I don't get a bit excited sometimes. <laughs> no, that's I'm going to record a podcast in a minute, so if you can be quiet while I do that as well, yeah, okay, I'll be yeah. most appreciative. I'll be, my, I'll be really quiet after we get off this call. Um, I'm opening the box. Do you know what's in the box? No idea. You have to tune in after you've got off this call, mate. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll have to keep watching for a bit. At what point during my show are people referencing you as the source of knowledge? I have no idea. It was, it was quite nice for that to come up, though, from my perspective. Mm. Um, but I did... I, he, Straight away, I thought of that wheelbarrow idea yeah. um, as one option. It's not going to fit everyone, though. No, I need something that is. Um, I need a plan that will, is that will fit all schools and all types of schools. Yeah, well, I do think I do have another option, and it'll be it'll be a gardening club run by the school or something goes into the school, perhaps an after-school club, but it doesn't just run during term time. It runs during the holiday time as well. Mm, that's good. That way, if kids don't have a garden at home, there's still somewhere that they can garden. Mm, somewhere they can go. Yeah. I... Yeah. Of course, you're going to need somebody to run it, mm. but I'm sure there will be people dedicated enough out there 
and still got some springs to mind straight away and somebody that, that would probably be doing that sort of thing anyway. Who's that, mate? Sorry, I missed you to cut out there. Stuart Jackson. Yeah, sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah, he, he would he'd definitely be um be someone that does that sort of thing, wouldn't he? Yeah. I really, I, do you know what I really want to? And I know I'll just keep coming back with problems for you whenever you come up with great Sorry. ideas. But um, <laughs> you know I like that. Um, I really want to have something which is great if you've got people like Jackson or uh, Mark or Helen. They're great to be pushing yeah. it. I really want something that if, but if they're about, then that's just a bo- extra bonus. Yeah. But yeah. the teachers are going to be a 100% definite there. Yeah. So if there's a plan that they can start it, or at least, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's just uh, I think parents are amazing. I think, you know, the the, thing, the biggest thing is, right, so Olive goes to school and she's in year one now. Uh-huh. And in year six, she'll be leaving. And yeah. I obviously want to start a, a gardening club here. After yeah. she leaves in year six, and this is just as a, you know, as a parent you who who obviously you follow your kids, then you have to school to school. I uh, I won't be at that school anymore. And then does that mean that that gardening club dies there? Well, this, this is the thing: the gardening club has to run independent of the person who's running it. Mm. Um, so it needs. It needs to be a self-sustaining object. That's the word I was looking for. Self-sustaining object. (laughs) Uh, Both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the same because I've spoken to many people in schools who have done gardening, but they've said as soon as one teacher leaves who was keeping the garden going, it's fallen by the wayside because the interest isn't there. Mm, That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, but I think it needs to be a self-sustaining thing that just runs. And it might be a case of getting a local garden centre involved as well mm. to keep it going with the expertise and, and the odd helping hand or something just to keep the momentum going. Sort of, we could because almost fall back very we could very easily almost fall back into our, gar- our garden centre chat there, couldn't we? We could, yes, yeah. <laughs> we I mean, won't that, for that, everyone else's sake, but we, won't. we could. <laughs> um, but I think that's that would be the the route that I would think of going is that start a club, but get help from a garden centre or even a local gardener or somebody that is really interested in doing it, or even several local gardeners taking in turns just to keep the interest going. Yeah, in case one falls, in case one falls out, then. Um... Yeah. Then there's always another few that can keep that going. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds very complicated to organise, but there must be a way it can be done. Yes, yeah, so it's got to be an easy way to make that happen. It's got to be an easy formula to um, to be able to give yeah. schools that they can implement. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it'll be good advertising for the the companies involved. Yeah, of course. Which is always good. I think. I mean, this is. I don't think this has happened yet, but I don't feel like. And I've talked about this before, but companies thinking, and this is very far from thinking ahead, thinking of twenty years ahead. 
Yeah. Can you imagine a company right now thinking about supporting primary schools, getting kids gardening, and then yep. in 20 years' time, that woman or man remembering that that brand was the one that got them gardening and the support you'd give that brand no matter what because those were the ones that got you gardening? Yeah, I mean, logically, that makes a lot of sense. But then in 20 years' time, will those companies still be around? It's whether those companies stand the test of time. Well, <laughs> you'd hope so. <laughs> you'd hope so. You'd hope, but I know many of our local garden centres have changed hands so many times yeah. in the last 10 years that they're probably not the same compared to what they were 20 years ago well it's all it's, it's always immediate anyway because if you're if you're getting the kids gardening as a brand <laughs> and that yeah. is supported without um just going in saying hello and getting out if it's continued support then your your instant um i don't know if the brands want this sometimes your instant comeback is from the parents because the parents know that say Suggett, well, let's call it Suggett Seeds. Suggett Seeds yeah. supports um, all these kids getting into to, to school and, and bringing this um, bringing this all together. Yeah. Then the parents know about that. Then the yeah. parents want to support it because there's that brand support them um, getting their children into gardening. Who wouldn't want to thank that brand? Yeah, but also that child could be taking a pack of seeds home. Um, you know, maybe just once a year, but it's got the brand on that pack of seeds. The parent is going to see that, and it's going to be in the memory banks. There's a lot of good things that can come from it. It's just um, these things take it's time. Just, it does take a lot of time. I mean, I still feel the biggest problem is that gardening is not pushed on schools as much as it should be. Now, I, I believe it should be part of the curriculum in some ways. But I always worry that's going to pop kids off because it's forced upon them. Mm. I think we talk we talk about getting in the curriculum quite a lot. The only issue we've got yeah. is some of these schools don't even have a garden yet. So until that uh, is yeah. happens, the teachers can't even think about making it part of their lesson. Well, what we could do for the schools that don't have a garden is we go and contact the local council and sort of say that. You're all part of the same club, effectively, a school and a council. Can we have a bit of a park that we garden in? Good point. Because we haven't got a garden at school. Mm. A lot of community gardens about as well. We've got a community garden down our, our road. And I, I don't, there is some school. Actually, actually, this community garden, did I take you to the community garden when you we, you come down? We, uh, we've walked past it, yeah. We rolled through yeah. it, didn't we? Anyway, yeah. some of them are done by schools. I don't know how much is actually grown on there. I've never really seen a school in there working there sometimes, but never seen a school work on them before. But I'm sure it's used. So I'm sure there's community gardens that have been used, or, or allotments even for his oh, class to go to. Allotment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a case of working with the council in in that circumstance to come up with an option, yeah. and it probably involves a bit of thinking outside the box. But in some cases, but. When there's a will, there's a way. That's true, mate. That is true. Um, yeah, we're going to get to an answer, man. I'm quite excited. I've I've come out of the weekend feeling really pumped to get something up and running for Feb. 
for a few trial schools. I'm looking for a few trial schools, if you know any. But um, to like at least test it for a year to see what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. You've got to try it and see how we get on or how you get on with it and uh, if it works. Because it's only ideas at the moment in my, in my head, but they may not work. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Come up with a decent yeah. idea. Um, implement it in a few schools. See what works. Speak to teachers. Speak to parents. See, speak to the kids, and then um, and adapt it. I mean, we've got. I've, I've yeah. told you about. That. We've got a good podcast coming up next week. Um, with George Lamb that's doing it with secondary schools. Yeah. Um, which a lot of my. I mean, I should replay really it this week, but we've not got time this week to play it. But uh, I should put that out before we we continue to chat because it really has changed my mind in what what I'm I'm pushing. Yeah, yeah, I thought that when you spoke to me about it, I was hoping it was going to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, um, dude, thanks for calling in. How are how's things anyway? Everything good? Good show last night, I saw. Yeah, apart from it not working on Facebook, but I think I fixed that now, so it should be good. Nice one for this Sunday. Nice one. Uh, podcast coming out in probably the next three quarters of an hour. Audio podcast that is nice. a proper podcast. Um, uh, I'm talking about manures. Oh, oh yes, yeah. manure. I've got elephant manure in there. I haven't. Oh, that's a missed opportunity. But, yeah, I did think about including that, but then actually, I can still include it. So, well, if you need an elephant manure expert, actually, I've not got no time tonight. So you're too late. But I am. Yeah, <laughs> that is my other job, uh, elephant manure expert. Elephant manure expert. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned lion manure. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. You've covered the zoo part. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cheers, Rich. No worries. Have I'll a good speak, one. Speak to you later, mate. Take care. Bye, dude. Bye. Um, straight off the back of, of Richard's call, he's back again. He can't get enough tonight. Hello, Mark. Yeah, I, I think we're definitely on something there. A couple of elements. Um, a lot of kids are being um, picked up by their grandparents um, and grandparents work down allotments um, and I think getting allotments involved if the school can get a, um, a allotment where they don't have enough space for their own gardening so I know allotments are in short supply but part of the reason behind that is that sometimes they give such massive areas and people find it overwhelming to take on the allotment on its own sorry as as themselves um and um so schools they have the manpower to do it so if a school doesn't have gardening space getting an allotment they also may be able to make friends with the local horticulturalists the the guys that have been growing for a long time um and um i think this is there is a big resource because so many parents are so time poor they're so busy they're working two jobs and they're relying on the grandparents and maybe if we can try and get a um uh, an army of grandparents into this that might be an element that may work that's so true isn't it yeah making it easy for them and, and, and to be part of it i think that's a really good idea mark yeah i like that mate <laughs> uh and also a lot like you say like allotments there's there's plenty of um do you know what the only thing is this is i hate this so much it's health and safety is always one of the things that comes up with taking children off site yeah 
Okay, right. I haven't considered that. Yeah, no, um, I love these. I've been asked about that so many times, and every time I've brought that to a school, that is the one thing that keeps coming up: paperwork in it. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And the big thing for me is like I want to I want to create something with the least amount of friction as possible, uh, without having to. To, to get things signed off and, and teachers have to jump through hoops to make things happen and, but I think the grandparents thing is a, is a really good idea I think I think getting them involved uh, yeah knowledge and you know the energy still to, to make that happen is, is good to go back to health and safety though all the grandparents would have to be CRV checks to be allowed on site but it's a different world problem it's a different world. I remember when my granddad came in to talk about what did he come in? I talked about World War Two once to our school. I welcomed him in with a cup of tea. There was no paperwork to sign. There was no lanyards to put around your neck. Um, yeah, so it's very much different now. Yeah. Um, but Mark, as always, thanks for your um, input, dude. Take care, mate. See that fella. See you soon. Uh, I love that. Yeah, that's the thing in it. I love that. Like, we have got so many allotments that you could really easily just walk down. I can literally picture even Olives is as I can picture quite a few schools just in my town that have an allotment really close. Or some schools literally opposite the school, but to actually take the kids. <laughs> From one side of the road to another is just a nightmare. I really, I think, um, I think speaking to you guys, come up with some great. We've come up with a few different ideas there that can be can be moulded into um, into something quite exciting. Um, Suggett with his wheelbarrow idea. There's there's a uh, wheelbarrow. I saw a new. Me and him saw it last this year at the um, the Garden Press event that could be used a little bit adapted for that allotment sites close by i don't know I, I, an idea from someone chatting tonight someone put a comment in even having the growing area outside of the school just on the school gates maybe that could that be a thing depending on the school to make it easier over the six weeks holiday these are the things that um that need to think about but the best thing is I've got you guys as a sounding board for any ideas that pop up. So as much as I am loving your ideas and as much as I keep coming back with what I feel is a negative response, and I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be the the guy that says, oh, actually, there's quite a bit of paperwork involved in that. I don't want to be that guy. Um, But I think together we're coming up with uh, a few ideas that uh, that can be molded into something school just carry out a risk assessment sort that out it only needs doing once it says suck it it's part of the curriculum. if it's part of the curriculum it will have to be done uh, also they seem to take kids to church or somewhere without much fuss why because it has to be done it's a good point it's a good point there's, there's uh, arguments to both sides of of getting it in the curriculum isn't there and um, seeing how we can, the best way we can do that. So it's true. I remember going to the, the church and weirdly doing rubbins of gravestones. I don't know. I know, right? I don't know if they do that anymore. But, um, but here we go. Right. 
Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you fancy giving it a review, then five stars only. You know the score. Just five stars. Write what you want after that, can't you? But five stars in your podcast app. Uh, thanks to Flymo, flymo.com for all your Flymo needs. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact, it's lee at skinnygingarnet.co.uk or on the socials. And remember, we go live Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10 on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube and Twitter. This is a Skin and Gin Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.